Ulala! Ulala! Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Popcorn Watchlist Podcast. Dramatic pause for effect. And today we are in honor of 2222. We're gonna be talking about some of our favorite and maybe not so favorite sequels of all time. So uh obviously again you got me Xavier, Anthony's in the building again. How's it going? Uh you've got Danny. Hello. And once again, Zach over in the far right corner. What's up, guys? How's it going? Wish we had video. You could actually see him in the far right. But hey, <laughs> no, just imagine the far right. The farthest of rights. And imagine the fire. <laughs> so, yes, guys. Fire rises. Uh, this is, a, I think, a really fun topic. Uh, it's very fortuitous that we're in uh, auspicious times of, you know, all 2 And so this is the perfect kind of platform to talk about you know, we, we love movies, we, we love the whole art of cinema, but, you know, a lot of times sequels are either blow it out of the water and knock it out of the park, or they fall hilariously flat and just don't really do a lot to capture the magic or that lightning in the bottle that happened with the first one. Uh, so basically, right from the get-go, I want to open it up to you guys uh, and kind of like hear the variety of like what some of your favorite sequels are. Well, I guess I'll start off with me. Uh, now, this this film, I only watched it maybe for the first time uh, four years ago, three or four years ago. I, I was always aware of of this sort of kind kind of trilogy, I guess you can call it. And I, I became a, an instant fan of it from when I watched them. And it is uh, the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. So, oh my Does god, does that count? I don't know if that counts. If it counts, but, then I well, already okay. know what he's going to say. It, but it, yeah, it's we'll, the I guess best one. We'll let it count. We'll we'll let it, guess, I'm going to let it, I'm gonna let it slide because that's one of my top five of all time. Because accor- I mean, according to Simon Pegg, it is considered a trilogy okay. of sorts. Even though they're not connected, it is part of... It is, like, I guess in a sense, all part of the same kind of... Uh, not, okay, no, not continuity, but, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all together. Because each film, like, uh, has a, an Easter egg of the... A Cornetto, a Cornetto flavor, I guess. And they're all just connected in that sense. Uh, and my, my or my film uh, in this case is Hot Fuzz. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's one of my top, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Um, you're in my head. Get out. <laughs> get out of there. You're not allowed inside. But also, congratulations. Good job. That's why you're on, that's why you're on the crew. That movie's amazing. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, all, all these films are great, but I feel like Hot Fuzz is the one that stands out the most because of how hilarious and ridiculous it is. <laughs> Simon Pegg and, and Nick Frost, I think... Now, Shaun of the Dead was great, but I think whatever they did with this movie was just just a little bit better. And with all of these little, uh, I guess, quotable moments that you find in the film... Like the the whole uh, crossword puzzle bit at the beginning, when when <laughs> Simon Pegg first goes to that to that town, and then 
also with uh, uh, that that one goofy fascist. character. Hag. Oh, the fascist hag, and he's like hag. fascist. Dude, I can I can write like I can write a college paper on this movie. Like this movie is the ultimate example of how to write a callback. For uh, so everything, many callbacks. Oh, literally oh, and, everything has a callback. Th- that is another thing because in this film, that the, the scene where Simon Pegg goes, "Well, you've never jumped the fence before," or you know, what was it? Something about jumping the fence. I think they have that. You in never taken a shortcut before. Well, no, in the in every movie, yeah. they have a fence jumping scene. But okay, but the first one, the second one, actually say, "Well, you've never like taken a shortcut before." Yeah. In Shaun of the Dead, he jumps it, and the fence falls over. Mm-hmm. But in Hot Fuzz, he actually like parkours over, over the fence. Yeah, like he does all the flips over it. And then Nick Frost's Danny, like, he's like, oh, let me just try that. Let me try that. Just destroys the fence. Yeah, they all fall over somehow. But like, everything's done. It's such a great effect. Like, uh, everything has a callback. The whole idea of just like, oh, everybody's packing guns in the country. Oh, yeah, like who? Farmers. Farmers' moms. They come back. Spoilers for the movie. He comes back in the car and like, you know, to ambush the town. And he ambushes the farmer guy but before he gets up he just yells mom and then like the old ladies with a like old shotgun and shoots the mailbox i'm just like oh snap like that's it farmer and a farmer's mom like everything has a callback that movie also has one of my favorite bits of all time the human statue <laughs> the human statue the gold the gold, oh, guy. The gold guy oh, that's right like, yes that's right that's right like he's terrorizing our neighborhood here he is at 12 it's o'clock guy o'clock standing still at two o'clock <laughs> next we'll be up to our balls and jugglers Dude, that movie is so good. There's, and then that so one much. oddball character, he's like, Yarp. 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 Hey, man. Uh, we met him. Once. That's the, the hound from oh, Game of Thrones, him? by That's the way. That's the hound from Game of Thrones. I've never yeah. watched Game of Thrones. Oh. oh, man. There you go. Well, oh, wow. Put it on the list. That's your homework. <laughs> no, it's definitely on my list. And I, I've heard I've heard stories about the last season being Yeah, yeah. but it's not still great. A good but show. It's, it's still a great show. No, no yeah, overall, it's a good like, show. The show, yeah, yeah. You, you've general. reminded, because you put the. Uh, you may like it. You may like the list. You started off strong. So that's why now it's like in my head, I got to go back and rewatch it because it's just that good. Like it is truly in really my should. top five of all time. Like I had to watch, um, uh, I think I watched that movie. I was uh, dating some at the time and we had to, I had them watch Point Break first in order to watch <laughs> Hot Fuzz. And then like everything why? because of the overt Point <laughs> the, Break references jokes. Yeah, oh. that are in there. The whole part, like you've never... Uh, fired your gun into the air while yelling. Oh, okay, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like that part. whole bit and like Bad Boys Two. You ain't never seen Bad Boys Two. Like that was on my list. <laughs> That's Bad Boys Two. Oh man, so oh, this is gonna be fun. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop taking your thunder. I'm sorry. Just that movie. <laughs> Keep going. That good me gets me all kinds of happy, dude. It's it's really on my top five of all time. And and then like like just the the, the general plot t- or the the plot and the plot twist at the end of the film was actually really really something that I didn't expect watching it. I mean, I always knew something was suspicious about the town because I mean, they're, they're throwing hits, hints left and right, but then you find out it's a whole cult and then the whole, the whole greater good thing. The greater is, good. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> you can't ever say the greater good without anybody else repeating the greater good. I have that as a joke it's for the greater family. good. The greater, the greater good. good. <laughs> it's that it's shut it. Like, dude, it's, that movie has it just everything calls back to itself but it's done so well but there's also really cool shots like i love the initial beginning where um sergeant angel is going from london out to the country yeah and he's just taking the different train routes and you see his cell phone servers get lower and lower and lower it's just a great way to show just how far out and remote he's going like there's just little things like that that just 
really show that Edgar Wright is an amazing writer director. Yeah, like, he just knows his stuff, dude, and he he has a great hold on the craft that is extremely entertaining while also being able to like keep your attention and have his own flair. And because he also wrote like Baby Driver, I think. Yeah, he wrote and directed he wrote Baby, and Driver. Baby yeah. Driver, which is another great film. And last night in uh, last night in Soho, like that's a really Still good movie. Watch that one, that one's good. Like Anthony and that I saw I that. Watch I was like, too, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, um, it was good. You know, it's uh like yeah, Edgar Wright. Like he, that's one of my guys. The guys just like, oh, he's making a movie. I'm down to watch it, no matter what. Like <laughs> it's already there. But good choice, man. Very good choice. All right, and then I have uh, another. Uh, choice here which is from a, a much bigger franchise uh, and probably I mean, I'm sure you guys would agree on this one uh, it's part of the X-Men film series and it's not X2 United it's Days of Future Past oh so you're splitting it okay I like that yeah so he has so the, the, the Kinberg trilogy All right. He's like, that one's so the, the, the Kinberg yeah, the series sequel, prequel, the pre, uh, the X-Men series X-Men 2 is great too tying no, yeah, X2, X2, Days of Future Past know, Brian Singer stuff but yeah, Days choice. of Future Past is, I think, above X2. Yeah. Actually, I think it's the best X-Men film that's a team-up film because Logan is number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, agreed. But in terms of the team-up, X2, I mean, um, uh, Days of Future Past is the best one. And because it's a film that while uh, while uh, First Class was a solid prequel reboot sort of thing, what Brian Singer did with Days, uh, Days of Future Past with uh, bridging the the past with what takes place after, I guess, the the last stand, uh, bringing in like, old characters, having the new characters, and then having this cool time travel story between, uh, or, you know, using uh, Wolverine as, as the, the, I guess, the medium is, uh, like, fantastic and in some, some, some cases kind of... Uh, not mind blowing, but it, it it does kind of mess with your brain a little bit. No, it's really clever. It's creative because you had a really kick ass cast in the the whole Kinberg like uh, X Men first class going on because you know James McAvoy and um, holy crap, um, Michael Fassbender. Yes, Michael Fassbender. <laughs> holy crap, I have a brain fart. Yeah, so like McAvoy and Fassbender are just amazing. They're powerhouses in that series. And then you had like at that time, like just, you know, pretty famous and, you know, solid actress and Jennifer Lawrence doing the Mystique stuff. And uh, you, you, Nick Holt is Beast. And then you also had the other stuff, you know, other like cast from Days of Future Past. They went to bleed on through. It was a great way to kind of mix it all together while keeping the the spirit of these newer movies alive. And just like it, not so much as like passing of the torch, but it was still like a really great way to just add that gravitas and understand that man like you know we can we can still write this and it was executed really well i was a little afraid because like oh we're bringing in sentinels and this is going to be this whole thing but you know they found a way to kind of make it relevant but then bring it back to like that first class kind of era and you know in this you know this now it's like later on in the 70s to help them kind of really tell that story and see how like this can affect it or how it can change and that was really really cool yeah it was a really great melding of the two sets of actors and characters and we got another chance of seeing huge jacked men <laughs> huge jacked <laughs> huge man. jacked man huge jacked man <laughs> it was it was just a cool way to see both casts mm-hmm. join up and it was really like 
a true team up film and I don't know like we're so used to like the MCU going all out and I feel like this was X-Men's all out um, which was which was great yeah no because we got Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart doing their thing mm-hmm. and then you also have you know it's, it's like some of the supporting cast too like you had great visuals uh, yeah. and like great um, like side characters that had some cool cool powers yeah and high stakes too oh For absolutely sure. yeah yeah it was that that was nuts and like i love the the whole twist at the end we're like oh because the programming now like the sentinels like oh magneto's got him like it was great <laughs> but then you were never like mad because you're like uh magneto's got a point like it, there's, there's always a point you're like yeah like ain't nothing wrong with that like but like oh you know well deserved good for you like it's yeah it was those movies are great yeah that was like that one was great and then we got Apocalypse, but we won't talk about Apocalypse. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's the third movie. That's the third second Phoenix. movie. Yeah. Today we we're talking about, about second movies. Exactly. And then and then of course the film had a couple of great scenes with the the whole uh, Quicksilver in the uh, in the the was it the Pentagon or no what was it the yeah because they had to break out uh, Magneto from prison. yeah 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 so, that, so that, that was the beginning with, with that was the best was Quicksilver scene I feel yeah Evan Peters like yeah that was like the again like the beginning of that really like taking it to the next level and how they made just just pushing everything around <laughs> everywhere like dude, that was great because i feel like towards the the later movies they kind of just like pushed that to the side a little bit they like, didn't they didn't it's yeah. kind of like uh apocalypse they did a whole thing or just like oh you know i'm just gonna the house is blowing up yeah. oh let me get everybody and but then, i think in dark how, phoenix they kind of yeah. yeah but how, how would he have known in apocalypse that the house was blowing up <laughs> if he was outside the house that, uh, that part isn't I don't know the initial like sonic, explo- like, sonic boom the, the explosion sonic boom. maybe yeah like the, the big explosion I don't know we're getting I, too I deep into that I think they show that. it yeah. every time they saw it I think they something triggers for oh, him okay. to, to click that it's and then and then the other scene that was great was having McAvoy and and uh, Patrick Stewart share that scene together the only the only past and present or future characters that actually got to interact with there's themselves except for wolverine which doesn't count it was, it was sort of the same yeah. same guy he's, he's still the same guy it's just like they're using just younger uh, they're using shadow cat to do wild crap with his brain which is kind of great yeah but, putting his his future conscious in his younger self yeah that using uh professor x as the conduit for it it's wild yeah yeah that whole scene was really touching and moving too like that's like it took a lot of like the emotional stakes from first class and like still brought it into charles like it was really great uh, but yeah, good choices, man. Um, I'm very impressed that you whipped out, you know, you went out with hot the big fuzz. guns with hot fuzz, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hot, hot fuzz, fuzz definitely. I think it would have been on my list, but I wasn't sure if we were considering that. Uh, it w- <laughs> I, I didn't consider, even though it's, it's like the, like sort of that whole three Cornettos mm-hmm. trilogy. It's like, they're not direct. Like if that the main characters continuing a story, yeah. it's just different things, but yeah. I'll let it slide because the young kid came out with it and, and respects <laughs> respects the fact that this movie is great it's one of my all-time greats yeah i threw it in there because just because i remember reading that it is technically a trilogy you know if it's a trilogy if Get a look at his ours. A trilogy, then i'm gonna call it a trilogy <laughs> dude i can quote that movie like forever like people are have told me to stop it's bad uh so now i'm excited to hear uh danny uh coming up next all right He's got so some good taste we'll go with two good ones uh since we're following that two 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 yeah two, let's two. start the good ones um you guys might be mad because I'm stealing two great, uh, okay. <laughs> two great I gotta, sequels. I got a so. whole list. I got a whole. We'll do the up. first one with The Dark Knight. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, cross that off my list too. 100%. Not only the best <laughs> sequel, I feel like 
probably one of the best Batman films. Um, best Joker. So far. So far. Because we had the Batman. Really film. hoping for the Batman to be yeah. really good. But as or at least stands, the yeah. trilogy to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but man, that Joker performance, just Christopher Nolan, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, exactly. Everything for a Legendary. perfect Batman movie. That 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 whole opening sequence of Zimmer score, like, mm-hmm. just really creates that tension. You know whose money you're stealing? Oh man, like that all <laughs> that whole section at the beginning is just nuts, dude. Yeah. yeah, good call, dude. So for anyone that does not know, here in Fort Lauderdale, they have a a real IMAX theater, and I say real because. Most movie theaters say, come see it in IMAX, like AMC's or mm-hmm. Regal's. Those aren't real IMAX theaters. Those are normal movie theater rooms with slightly bigger screens and some better sound, and they call it IMAX. The one in Fort Lauderdale is one of those, it's connected to a museum. So it's one of those actual humongous screens. I, I don't remember the dimensions, but it's clearly way bigger than the ones that you see in AMC theaters. And so, you know, we, Xavier and I always joke that the other ones, we call them Limax, uh, whereas the one for Lauderdale is real. So I'm only, Max. yeah, I'm only bringing it up because I saw the dark Knight in this real IMAX and the dark Knight was actually one of the first films where that used actual IMAX cameras and Chris Nolan used it in, I think six or seven scenes, pretty much all the action scenes or any scenes that had, a very nice shot of of a of a vista or of like outside of a landscape or like definitely all the whole China sequence, all that was an IMAX. So, um, yeah, because back then I, there still are there still are expensive cameras, but back then the cameras are really expensive. He couldn't shoot the whole thing in IMAX, so he's like, all right, I'll select the action scenes. So I went and saw that in that am in that IMAX screen for Lauderdale, and I'll never forget that the moment that the the movie started. You know, you you know the whole screen's black, and then you see like the blue flames, and then you hear the the weird one the weird string string of the the, mm-hmm. the Joker note essentially, and then you know you slowly just start seeing, just and then the fire comes and it's the bat signal, and then since the sound in the real IMAX is ridiculous, the screen is also ridiculous, and since the very first scene, the the Joker robbery scene, was shot in IMAX, right after the the blue fire on the back screen, black screen, you just see the whole entire screen fill up and with the sound of the movie starting, it goes, boom, like this huge, mm-hmm. just a huge boom and, and the whole screen just filled up and everybody, everybody in the theater just gasped. It was like, <gasps> because of how jarring it was to see the f- full screen of just a street with, after, obviously you've seen the movie now that the Joker holding the mask and zooming in on the mask and just that first shot of that scene and seeing that happen in, in that theater was was really cool and so i definitely recommend anybody that in the future if they know if they want to see real imax movies movies that are look it up if they were actually shot with imax cameras go to that theater and you'll get a different experience than if you go to an amc theater Is i love amc theaters but those aren't real IMAXs. It, it's, I'm looking it up now. It's the 70, 70 millimeter. millimeter yes. 70 IMAX. millimeter IMAX. And, but you're looking for everybody. Yeah. Anybody listening? Absolutely right. Like and, it's, I'll let you. Yeah, pretty much every Nolan movie, like we get excited because we know 
that he's going to put on something special because he since the dark knight he's been doing more and more with the imax cameras and we saw interstellar there we saw dark knight rises we interstellar was dunkirk. an experience yeah interstellar dunkirk was, was wild like everything in the mole like that whole mm-hmm. opening sequence of just like everybody running from the germans and then just like stuck at just on the beachfront it's just that sense of scale really helped you understand that yeah there's a whole like army stuck and just just completely complete sitting ducks and with like that nolan style yeah it, it's to anthony's point if you know if you can look up that yeah the uh director is shooting in 70 millimeter go and try to watch it in that biggest screen that you can because there's just so much detail and there's just so much immersion with that massive screen and that higher quality yeah it makes you sound initially kind of like a snob like i have <laughs> people i know that i'll bring it up and it's like yeah no that's that that's that's limax and they're just and they look at me like what do you mean no it says imax like it's it's not really imax like if your screen is not like two stories tall it's it's like not really imax i think that's the exact like specifications yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be like I think it's like five <laughs> stories yeah it's, it's very large it's something ridiculous like in you know we're we're out here based in Florida. I think the only the couple like there's only three real uh, screens in the state, right? It's there's like, definitely one in Orlando. Orlando, I think a Regal and, in and Orlando. It's in, a, it's in a Regal theater, but it they actually have an actual room that fills up the actual seventy and millimeter. You screen. have to go up to like mm-hmm. the second floor just to like get your seats because mm-hmm. like it's a whole massive thing. Uh, that. <laughs> I think I said actual the, like 10 times. Yeah, I think Tampa. <laughs> but it's actually yeah. cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, the Tampa's, I think the Tampa Museum of Science. And I think yes, the Fort Lauderdale. And then, uh, you know, the the Fort Lauderdale Museum of Science has it. So, yeah, you put a lot of nature stuff and you're like, whoa, it's immersive. But you, you go there to watch the good stuff. So, yeah, yeah just great, great point uh, with that, Danny. Because, yeah. like, yeah, that's one of the movies that great if you movie. saw in real IMAX you got to really see just like, holy crap, this guy knows what he's doing in terms of this massive format. Yeah. Well, and sorry, there's also IMAX with laser, but I don't know. No, that's just the, the projector. Yeah. That's the projector, but you're, you want to look for the ones that the have 70, the really big screen. Yeah. yeah. Massive. It's big. Like eSports <laughs> big. <laughs> All so right. they're showing the new Batman movie, but I believe I read that he didn't really, I don't think he used... The IMAX, the IMAX camera IMAX. for it. So, yes, you can go watch it there, and it'll still be bigger than your regular movie theater, but it won't fill up the whole screen. Because yeah. the screen is actually really tall. It's not necessarily wider, Wide. yeah, but it's, it's a, taller. Like a, like yeah. And it fills up the whole screen when it... Yeah. So, actually, if you have The Dark Knight or any movies that are shot in IMAX, usually on the Blu-ray, if you watch it, it'll change the aspect ratio from widescreen, and then it'll go to full screen. Full ass screen. Yeah. So all those, all those scenes where it goes to full screen, that's when it would fill up the whole entire IMAX screen. Yeah, I noticed like, that too, watching uh, The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. maybe sometime last yeah. year, where mm-hmm. um, a lot of the indoor or more like like cinematic shots are on that 2.39 to 1 aspect mm-hmm. ratio. Yeah. And then the outside shots, like where it's snowing in, in Gotham and, and you see the, the tumblers driving through the streets. Mm-hmm. And and the action sequences with Bane and everything, it's all like the like the DCI or like you know like whatever the, the seventy millimeter mm-hmm. uh, like almost full screen kind of aspect ratio. Yeah, and the like IMAX the certain effects in movies that'll have a massive like, holy crap! This is like a compl- you know the game changer part of the of the of the uh, uh, you know thematically in the in the film. Like uh, Anthony and I. We went to go watch Tron Legacy when it came out in that IMAX theater and like our seats weren't great, but like there's that point where he finally realizes 
that he finally realizes like, oh wait, I'm inside the computer and like you have that big like recognizer thing and it's just boom. But then on top of that, you have the Daft Punk score and it's just all <laughs> over. It's just everything's hitting and you know this Sam Finn's like, the hell did I just get into? And just it, it, that screen just showed off the fact that like, you know, those effects looked insane. Uh, so yeah, like and, great pick. And you can notice that in um, Disney Plus now, if you use like one of the IMAX yes. enhanced yep. ones. Um, oh yeah, yeah. When yeah, I was watching Eternals, I I noticed it would change aspect mm-hmm. ratio. Like yeah, I think Guardians, the first Guardians, had a few scenes like that. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact the Force Awakens had a few action scenes that were filmed in IMAX. But pretty much any Nolan movie, you'll notice that the aspect ratio changes. I saw Tenet there. Yep. Fantastic. The Oof. sound was a little bad, but but the visuals were amazing. So, yeah, for the next uh, next Nolan movie, make sure you guys go and find your actual IMAX theater. Yeah, Which imagine imagine Oppenheimer. Like, it's just, you know, all the, you know, nuclear explosions in full IMAX. You're going to need goggles. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, get wrecked, everybody. We might get uh, the the radiation from the, the screen yeah. <laughs> after seeing a, a Nolan's bomb like, blast. The, the, the explosion needs to be handled only in the real cinema. And um, also you should just go outside where I'll just blow up an actual nuclear explosion. <laughs> yeah. Why not just have a reactor out there and just, you know, blow it up. <laughs> All right. And yeah, then Dark Knight's awesome. So yeah. <laughs> back to the Dark <laughs> And then my second one, uh, I wish I could see this movie again for the first time or even see it in theaters. Uh, it's going to be Empire Strikes Back. Yes, sir. Nice. Damn, another one off my list. <laughs> I don't think uh, I've seen that in theaters. I I haven't seen it in theaters. Have, I've, I've seen I've a had, New Hope because I've, they've re-released it yeah. a couple years ago in theaters. But I, I've seen it in a couple of formats. Uh, the most interesting one I saw was uh, there's a live. Uh, it was a showing at like the arts theater here uh, down in Miami, but it was accompanied by a live orchestra. Ooh, be that was, you know, as someone grew up who grew up playing music and idolizing John Williams, seeing people play that stuff live was like super duper dream come true. Like it was so cool, like it was amazing. But uh, good pick, man, because that's you know that that's a heavy hitter in terms yeah. of like sequels. That's that's Just, sort of like the gold standard. Yeah, a lot of people consider that their favorite Star Wars movie. They think that's the best one. Yeah, well, Empire's fantastic movie. And especially now with everything going on with like Mandalorian and Boba Fett, mm-hmm. and, you know, how it's tying back to that kind of era. It's pretty cool to see that come back. No, absolutely, man. Um, did, uh, like what from Empire, like, is there anything specific that you kind of really, truly remember? If there's like any iconic sequences, obviously the whole movie's insane. Like it, <laughs> this is, the, it has like one of the biggest, like, plot twists of all times it has like yeah. that sort of downer ending you know our heroes are you know fallen but they're getting up and you know they're trying to stay scrappy but you know they're the, the original infinity war ending <laughs> yeah the original oh snap they took you know my boy han solo got took by some cool guy with a cool helmet and um luke got his hand cut off what the heck yeah when when luke got his hand cut off that was that was crazy um i really like when I was a kid, I would watch this movie all the time. I really enjoyed like the opening, like half um, mm-hmm. sequence. Uh, that was probably one, I think of, my one of the most iconic scenes. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah, they, they like, reference it in Civil War with Spider-Man, yeah. So, yeah, and they use it to their effect. Yeah. To me, yeah. it really felt like a like this is like war. Like you know, they're 
they're going in, but yeah, like they, you know, they, they a lot of times, you know, you have the war in Star Wars, like it actually <laughs> happens. Like, oh snap, there's a land battle with like things flying around and yeah. giant ass walkers just shooting stuff up everywhere. Um, fun fact is the guy who's leading the ground assault, General Veers, he plays mm-hmm. the bad guy in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Nice. Uh, that's Julian Glover. He also had a, like a, a small but kind of important part throughout Game of Thrones. What a random callback! <laughs> but uh, any he, relation to Donald Glover? No, or, or Danny Glover? <laughs> no, because okay. this guy is a white British guy. Hey, it doesn't matter. But hey, you never know. Hey, why not? But uh, yeah, I always thought that guy was so badass because he was the one of the few people in all of that that actually like got the job done and therefore didn't get choked out by Vader. Like him, like, like <laughs> it was like a point where he's, he's just walking and he's like, don't worry, that shit will be down in moments. He's like, <laughs> like the walker like has a stance and starts like just shoots a glancing uh, uh, snow speeder, like just completely out of the side. And he's like, max firepower, blast that thing, just <laughs> out of here. Um, that and like, yeah, that was the beginning of really seeing like Vader's like ruthlessness. Cause like, yeah, no, yeah. oh, this guy's a bad, you know, this guy's. Has a weird sense of humor, just, you know, creepy villain doing some crazy stuff. But no, like, oh, you messed up. Like that one guy who like Admiral Hosel, the first guy to get choked out. He's just like, oh, why did he let us out of light speed too early? Oh, he thought I was surprised. He's going to be like, bring him online. The guy's <laughs> just like, yeah, what's up? Uh, we're going on right here. Got dead. Like immediately just like, <laughs> okay, that guy's dumb. And then uh, the other guy who lost loses the Falcon, he's like, we lost him, man. We don't know where we are. So I'm going to go... Uh, apologize to him in person and then drops dead he's like apology <laughs> accepted like <laughs> nuts like and then that other guy um admiral piet like this this he's just kind of like in the corner he keeps it's almost like everybody else just keeps dying so he keeps getting promoted and he's just like <laughs> oh no <laughs> like he's just like on how a far razor. is he gonna go <laughs> yeah he's just on a razor then i was like i can't mess up i'm gonna die <laughs> like that was just it's so every brutal. day he comes home with a new promotion. Yeah, he's just like, I got pro- I got promoted again. Now? His wife's like, oh no. Like, just like, <laughs> just freaking out. Like, you know, getting the the uh, life insurance ready because like, this guy's just going to just be dead. Um, but then also at the same time, one of my favorite scenes in that movie also, besides all the awesome Yoda stuff, is uh, when Luke is fighting Vader and they go down to like the lower levels. Mm. Uh, Vader's fighting Luke and then he's just like, no, nah, I'm going to just throw stuff I'm gonna just throw everything in your face while still fighting you to the point where he's just like kind of standing there and Luke's just like I don't know what what's <laughs> happening and he just gets like just gets mollywopped mm-hmm. like at the like at the end of that so that's that was really like the whole like whoa Vader really is this you know legit this is legit Sith Lord <laughs> he's this force to be reckoned to, with exactly <laughs> nice hot damn but yeah uh, you guys are coming in strong I like this all right so. I got to whip out the big gun. Oh, okay. So <laughs> empire is pretty big. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. So um, there, there's more, there's more. Yeah, there's more. Uh, one of my personal favorites, and this is one of the few DVDs I owned and I would watch over and over and over. Uh, and, you know, we're talking about tri- you know, famous trilogies is uh, the Lord of the Rings, the two towers. Yes. Nice. Anything Lord of the Rings, just number one for me. <laughs> like it's, it's so good. Like, the the, uh, the the score like Howard Shore just you know yes. through that entire trilogy is just bringing it uh, just conducting and orchestrating straight fire um, <laughs> like continuing immediately I remember like watching the Fellowship of the Ring not knowing like about Lord of the Rings and just like wait it ends here and then finding out the next year is like oh wait the sequel comes out like rushing to the theater and immediately seeing 
all this stuff. And uh, oh, so you watched it twenty years ago when it came out? Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> Ow, wow, wow, Zach, my <laughs> back just my back just went out. Everybody, you hear? I heard that. That's my back. Ah. I saw I saw two answer in the theater, time, but yeah. I didn't see the first one. So I, I didn't see it. No. Two Towers yeah, has one of I the best openings of any movie ever. That's so cool! It's so good because like it just shows you the different perspective of Gandalf fighting off the Balrog, and oh, then yeah. when he falls out, and it's just like again, Howard Shore was like, "I'm gonna like crank this shit to 11. <laughs> and just you have that whole like like chanting, and he's just like just fighting this thing as they're falling god knows how far down and it's just so badass like it's so good i think it was i think uh, that track is called foundations of stone in the soundtrack dude like just from the beginning you're just like oh wow this this movie's really? bringing it like this is legit but then you have like you know all of the this the build up of you know aragorn legolas and gimli like the continuing of that friendship and you know it has one of my favorite lines of all time is uh when they're trying to figure out with Merry and Pippin, the Urukais and the Orcs. They're trying to figure out like, oh, we got to take them over. And he's like, oh, but we're hungry. Oh, we had maggoty bread. And they're just like, you know, what about them? And he's like, no, you can't eat them. And that one dude just shows up. What about day legs? They don't need those. Like, dude, just that whole movie. Like, again, like from that on, it's, it's, it's iconic. It's quotable. The whole bit, like, you know. On the third day, look to the east. Like you know, you have all like Helm's Deep is such a badass like on the, uh, on the battle first sequence. Of the fifth day. <laughs> like apparently during filming, uh, Viggo Mortensen almost straight up died when he was in the water, like knocked out. Like he almost oh, drowned. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he broke his his he toe. Broke his, yeah, yeah, he yeah, broke his toe kicking the helmet. And that like yeah. that was, was authentic, authentic yeah. ass scream. Um, <laughs> he was probably after they said it cut. He was probably crying. But. He's just like <laughs> <laughs> the Me- things medic. we do for art. <laughs> Dude, that this this movie is is truly like in like my tops in terms of sequels because it's like it took a lot of the stuff from the films and even the extended edition adds a whole lot more too. Like you get more of the Battle of Helm's Deep, uh, you get more stuff with the Ents, which I always found was very interesting. Uh, more uh, that that dialogue between Gollum Smeagol and more uh sam frodo stuff going through and and you get more of faramir like you get a lot of some of his backstory stuff too of you know him finding boromir's body and the broken horn and just uh and you get again it's just a lot of nice little things in general just even just a theatrical cut like everything just meshes so well and even the ending like it sets you up perfectly for return of the king and you're just like man i want more but you don't feel gypped out like the whole that mm-hmm. whole movie is just concise. It's it's great. It's well shot. Um, the Peter Jackson cameo is hilarious. He's just some <laughs> random guy who throws an uh, a spear. Um, it has Anthony's favorite scene, which is the the Olympic run, uh, Olympic torch runner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yes. guy's like I'm going to get the bomb. And they, and they all like they all split. They're like yeah yeah yeah. Do <laughs> They're it, just do hyping it. him up while he's gonna go <laughs> blow the thing up. Um, that and uh, the whole bit was and Sar- then he gets got yeah and like the whole yeah the wall breaks and well, well, the, the, battle, the battle of Helm's Deep right yeah, of course. yeah. and then yeah. they throw Gimli <laughs> that, like, like hour long battle <laughs> to that bridge after the, the running guy no they, they throw him to another like side bridge to get to the keep yeah, yeah. where he's just like I can't reach it and then Aragorn's like <laughs> what are we doing he's just like wait wait you gotta, you gotta eat me you gotta toss <laughs> me he's like, he's like don't tell the elf like, don't, don't tell the elf exactly 
Or my favorite, one of my favorite lines is just like, oh, I can't see it. He's just like, do you want me to describe it to you? Should I find you a box? <laughs> like, dude, it, 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 great. It, that movie's awesome. That final like act of just that whole like battle, um, top notch. Oh, 100%. And, and on top of it being a fantastic movie, it's also a very memeable movie. Mm-hmm. So many early memes before memes were memes <laughs> came from this movie. Kind of like the Spider-Man memes, but the taking the hobbits to Isengard was a very old video that (laughs) probably many young whippersnappers don't know about. I've I've heard about it. I've never watched uh, it, but I've heard about it. Potatoes. Potatoes. (laughs) Boil them, mash them, (laughs) stick them in a stew. stew. That's totally from Two Towers. It really was like hella quotable. It still is to this day. You know, potatoes. (laughs) Get some nice pair of conies. What's tetas, master? My breast. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. What's that? What's tetas? He's just like, what's tetas? Like, he's so like, just like, huh? Like, what's you stepping to me about what tatoes are? And then, <laughs> just you know the potatoes and then mary and pippin are just the just, just trying to get you know high everywhere and just running around with a big old tree <laughs> which is also john reese davies he played two parts he was gimli and uh treebeard oh he was treebeard yeah he oh. was treebeard okay nice. yeah man he needed to have something to not be stuck with all that makeup that he was actually allergic to fun fact oh man Jeez. Um, oh yeah yeah and so uh, there's so many things like if you, you know, and on top of that, not just because it's a great fantasy film and you can kind of great escapism, it's, it's well done. Like it's just, it's that whole trilogy is just a well done, uh, piece of continuous, uh, film and art, but two towers, you can still watch it on its own and kind of get the gist of what's going on. Like yeah. you still get the, everything thematically you get, the, you know, like everyone gets their own arc in the film. Yeah, you know, which... everybody gets to do. It. Even like there's there's micro arcs within yeah. just the film at, by itself. Like even King Theoden like has his own arc. Like Eowyn has her own thing too. And then you have, of course, Aragorn. They're just like, no, I got to stick and play around with it. Uh, Gimli, Legolas bond their friendship more. Yep. Sam is going through the whole bit of just you know still looking out for. Frodo, Frodo is really starting to understand what it means to be alone with this weight of the ring. I can go on and on and on about this. Like it's, it's nuts, but um, it helps when you have a three to three and a half hours. Yeah, to tell your story. Three to three and a half. That's also <laughs> For each true. Movie. But like, you don't mind it when no, you watch I don't, it. I don't. Like, I watch this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, let it rock. I'm sure dude. there's people that do, but let it rock. Well, what's I funny can watch is- those movies or. What's funny is that for, when for I when I first time. watched those films, mm-hmm. I I've only ever watched the extended editions. Yeah, I've never seen Good the theatrical you. ones. Good for you. So wow. so like I only know the extended. So it's like I think it's like three and a half, three and a half, four, four and, and a half. half. It's yeah. like, no, like three and a half, four, four and a half. Yeah, it's yeah. like it just gets longer. No, it's longer. three and a half, three and a half, and four. Something like that. It's three and a half, three and a half. Trust me, yeah, I've seen both. They're but nuts. They're nuts. In, I've heard somewhere where Peter Jackson was like, you know, I think still like the extended editions are like just for you know it's a put more things that he had to cut out but like his complete things that he was into was or like sorry that he still finds as like this the full-on vision were the original cuts or like the the theatrical cuts so i would recommend watching the theatrical cuts just to see like what gets omitted but still helps you in terms of keeping a streamlined um and yeah there you can stream you know this this thing like anywhere wherever well the i think hbo max hbo max has all three in theatrical version, correct, and extended version. And the Hobbit. Wait, they as had well? extended on there. Yeah, 
Yeah, they have oh, all three I didn't extended. Know that. I did not know that. Yeah, most most uh, of these streaming services don't have extended versions of their movies. That's out of hand of any movie. Yeah, I like that. All well, right, I, cool. I, I just went ahead and and bought them on iTunes mm-hmm. like last year maybe, where I, I bought the bundle of the extended cuts for both Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. So that way, I can enjoy. No, you have to buy. You have to buy the physical copies that that yeah. the ones that look like book covers, and they just look so cool. Well, it's one day, three and a half hours, day. four hours, and then four and a half. Oh, so, so it was one <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Those are, I mean, I, I feel like those movies are not as long as you might think they are. Yes, yeah. But no. you they feel are, like but you don't just, mind it. You're yeah, just like, I, oh, wow, I don't it's mind only it two hours all. in. Okay, fair enough. So if you have a really long flight across the world, <laughs> just watch the extended trilogy. Yeah. Like the, the time I, I studied abroad in Japan, it's like, okay, cool. I can watch the extended fellowship from Miami to LA and then watch the other two from LA to Tokyo. <laughs> Seriously. LA to Tokyo. So my, the second one, I was thinking of maybe going with something like, uh, well-known like, um, like Terminator to judgment day. Um, or even like something like, you know, aliens again, hopefully not on your list, but, um, I think, what also goes up as like the Mac Daddy of like, hey, we're gonna take this to that next level and really just kick it up is Toy Story Two. Like, I think Toy Story Two was like the big like, that's like the game changer. It's sort of like the perfect way to expand the kind of story you're telling your characters. Uh, you're telling with those characters, and again, like like Danny mentioned, is like everybody has their own little arc of, you know, what Woody meant to be sort of like as a part of a toy. It's just like what it means to have your family from uh, you know, like all the toys with Andy and then getting picked up by the collector uh, while still seeing, you know, it helped Buzz realize that, yeah, you are like just a toy, but you also can kind of be your own thing too. Um, and then you, you know, you have uh, Bullseye and Jesse and uh, you know, the, the prospector, like those are all great characters like in their own right too, but everybody still gets their chance to shine. But like, I really just, just, brought it again home for that, that next level um the voice acting is always stellar like that whole cast can always you know get it going um was that the last movie with jim varney or was he also in three the guy who plays uh slinky uh i'm not slinky. sure oh, but it might have like, been the i might have been his last one yeah yeah i think toy story 2 was his last one okay yeah i, I know him from the 80s and 90s movies Ernest. The Ernest movies. Ernest Scared Stupid was my personal Goes favorite. Goes to Jail. and all. Uh, for some reason, I watched a lot of those when I was younger. Why not? Those are great. I don't think I remember anything of, yeah, <laughs> of like, any of those movies, but Ern- I remember that I watched them. But did Ernest go to camp? Was that one? Yep. Yep. He was uh, the camp cook. Anyway, uh, side note. Saves, yes. Doesn't he save Christmas? He did. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> John Cena, went to, I think, I don't know if it was Halloween or something, but he, did, like, he looked like a perfect, like... If they did a reboot of Ernest, it could be John Cena easy. Like, he just would be a really buff Ernest. Yeah, I was about to say, Ernest is <laughs> Super <buff>. really skinny. <laughs> but, yeah, like, Toy Story 2 is arguably timeless. Like, even the CG got better, obviously, from the first one. Yeah. And just everybody, again, all the characters get their, their chance to shine. Like, Buzz is, is hilarious. Uh, just, you know, just having, like, hiding through in the, within everything in the toy store. Oh, um, yeah. Woody really, like, just a lot of the Toy Story movies are really just, like, Woody... Almost having these sort of like existential life crisis, like life crises <laughs> that he has to deal with, like just keep going and going, and um, you know, just finding between, you know, choosing between two families, and 
really, you know, bringing them back home in the end. And uh, it, it was great because you had like two villains, really. You had like obviously Wayne Knight's character, the collector. And then you have uh, the prospector. That was Kelsey Grammer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So like you had just both of those opposing forces kind of going every, at it all together. And it just created like even with like the stakes were like high but not high because like oh are they gonna sell woody in the set to some collector in japan and it oh was- man when they were doing the that scene where they're like retouching him up mm-hmm. uh that was a crazy like detailed <laughs> yeah that was the idea of like hey we now have a whole lot of money let's look at what we can do here just like the the, the puff from the cotton coming out of his, yeah. his arm because he got his arm got torn off a little bit. Yeah, really like, like a th- yeah again still like a tech showcase of just like hey Pixar is a powerhouse here to stay and look where they are now. So like and Toy Story two really helped them understand it. I hope everybody realized that this isn't just like a all right like a one and done thing. Like Disney and was really gonna go all in with them and see what other stories we can tell. And you know we're getting now it's twenty twenty two and this movie came out in nineteen ninety nine. You have so much more that we're looking forward to seeing and now we're getting light year so yeah uh, that's coming in on its own hopefully to theaters yeah hopefully, hopefully yeah <laughs> i'll go on record i'll i'll stand by it. they're gonna keep that in theaters for sure the way yeah. things are going it's, it's too big of a film for them to not put it in theaters agreed but like, why haven't the other ones been too big they're not as big they're like they're smaller passion projects you can argue which is, yeah, which is all which, of their movies which that aren't sequels. a lot of them pictures of where yeah <laughs> Because they they have a, some sequels that were solid, and then you know there's one particular sequel that's just god awful that I won't mention. Um, I wonder which one that could. Be. I wonder. I don't know. Which with one, that being said, one the one that plunders. <laughs> with that being said, that might be one that we could talk later. Yeah. Oh, I'll bring it up for sure. But uh, let me swing it over to Anthony because he's swing it. he's got some fun stuff. Swing it. All right. All right, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> All right. So. After me, are we, you guys going to, you have more, you have more of a list? I, I think I have a couple more that I can throw in there. Because I have a list because I actually did, I did 22. So I don't <laughs> oh, know. You 22 chose 22 movies films? Because it was and I two, thought 22, was 22 overachiever. yesterday. Yesterday was 2, 22, 22. I, I mean, I, right now we I'm going like to talk a speed about, round. yeah, right now I'm going to talk about the like two fire. that, you know, like, like we all did. I'll do two yeah. now. And then I guess later. I'll, I'll just run off the no, other 20 like and just say, watch rattle, this, rattle watch them this, off. watch yeah, this. Yeah, we All can right. make quick little, I love to just, you know, quick little blurb on them. Yeah, All right. yeah. So really important franchise and movie when I was younger is Back to the Future. Ooh. And so my first one would be Back to the Future 2 because... <laughs> it's I'm a great sorry. first of all it's a great movie you're probably laughing because you know what i'm gonna say i know exactly <laughs> but, what he's talking about the viewer but, the, the listeners are gonna have a lot of fun with but this. uh um yeah back to the future 2 don't want us i don't want to spoil anything because we're gonna end up doing a some form of a watch-a-thon of this trilogy for zach because he has not oh, seen this i always forget that you haven't seen it. <laughs> the, the young one has be not very seen be very careful yeah with your i don't want to spoil anything but it's a great movie it's at least when I saw it, I had never seen anything like that before. Um, I mean, the title is called Back to the Future, but this second one really shows a lot of very futuristic and cool-looking things. So I'm not going to get too much into spoilers, but when I was younger, the stuff that that they showed that was futuristic was really cool to me, mm-hmm. and I, I really enjoyed it. But I really enjoyed the story too, pun intended. And um, yeah, but what 
So what's a really, interesting? A fond memory yeah. that I have, or lots of memories, was or when I was younger, maybe ten, I don't even, maybe younger. I used to uh, for a couple summers. I stayed with my cousin who lives in El Salvador, and he had maybe like a collection of a couple movies, maybe like five movies, ten movies. I don't remember, but there were about ten VHS movies. And while I was staying with him for the summer, because we would do. Uh, we would do summer camp over there. We would watch these movies nonstop. So it was like Batman Forever, Sidekicks <laughs> with Chuck Norris. Nice. Um, and one of them was Back to the Future too. The thing is, the Back to the Future that he had was the Spanish version. <laughs> so, it was, so I mean, I had already seen the movie in English, so like I, I knew the movie, but it was the Spanish dub. So it wasn't even subtitle. <laughs> Spanish dub. So I always got a kick, and I always laughed at the. <laughs> the dub voice as were from Michael J. Fox. Exactly. And there's this one scene where Michael J. Fox has to get something very important from <laughs> one of the from the antagonist of the movie. And and he thinks he's getting this magazine. But what happened was that uh he does end up getting this magazine and ends up being kind of like a, it's not a, a porn magazine, but it's a very it's kind of like kind of like a maxim. It's, it's, it's like a maxim, risque, from, a risque magazine. Time, and so it? he opens it up, and the magazine is called Ooh La La. But so Michael J. Fox is looking at it, but in Spanish, he's looking at it, and he's like, Ooh La La, Ooh La La. Why is it Ooh La La? Like, but it's <laughs> I, just, I, I, I always like, remember that scene because it's just so funny. And it's compared insane. To the English and it's insane because like when I met Anthony in college, like we'd bring that scene up, and we're like, Wait, you know that? Like, how do you know the Spanish dub of Back to the Future too? <laughs> And it's just yeah, holy crap! Like it's one of those things. Like it's great that you you know you you bond with friends over, and uh, it's really hilarious. Like you know, because I would spend summers in Puerto Rico, and they would sometimes play it on the TV. And again, the Spanish dub is on, so mm-hmm. you'd get to that one scene, and it just sounds so like the guy who's doing the dub for Michael J. Fox again. Like you it's said, very it's, it's just boy. really high pitched. It's just <laughs> but, like, but now in Spanish, it's like no, no puede ser. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> There's another so, line that so, we can't so a, spoil, but it's hilarious. Watch Back to the Future 2 because it's awesome. It's and the Spanish. whole trilogy. It's and Spanish. if you I'm um, not not if you if you can't, you should just have a <laughs> laugh. Watch it. Watch the dub in Spanish. Unless but, you've got power <laughs> is another good one too. But yeah, Back to the Future 2 definitely is a, a highlight. And fun fact is that Back to the Future's 2 and 3 were shot like back to back. Yeah. So it's almost like you can consider them like one movie. They back just had to, to Back to the Future? Yes. Back to Back to the Future back. <laughs> Even backer. Yeah. Yep. Even backer. Even the backest. No, uh, you could really consider them going, you know, just, just split up over two. But it still tells like one continuous story. And uh, so it, that'll be exciting. We'll get a react we keep saying this, but we need to get a React episode in on Zach talking about these iconic films. And unlike movies nowadays where they'll do some puns with their titles, like Too Fast, Too Furious, where they had yeah. the number two in it. <laughs> they didn't, back then, in, in, to in, America, right, another back sequel. in the 80s, they did not have back and then the number two, the future. It was Back to the Future. Part two. Part two, yeah. Yeah, so, it should be. Exactly. Yeah. But unlike, like, the five null destination or five null. <laughs> yes, they are number four five. Stick. Five and cream. No, instead of this most recent scream, could have been five cream. It could have been. Got, it should have been. It, it should have been. been. You got fan four stick. Exactly, too. fan four stick. Fan four stick. <laughs> man, yeah. all right. But hit but me yeah. with the second one, man. Yeah, my second one. Another movie that I love, and it definitely 
it didn't introduce me, but it made me like this genre of, of films even more. It is a sequel, and I'm so it's called The Legend of Drunken Master. Ooh, yeah. Jackie Chan movie. Yep. And uh, the original one is from 1978. It's just called The Drunken Master. Back when he was super young, but he kind of did another version of it in the 90s. And it is one of, if not my favorite, martial arts movie. And it's fantastic. If you like Jackie Chan, if you like martial arts movies, uh, this movie is hands down, probably has one of the best, some of the best fight scenes and, and fighting choreography in in, in most of... Uh, most of films in this genre this man is 100 percent right he's this is this is truth like this is god's truth right now like it could be arguably i think his best film like that and you had like you know what was it uh was it super cop the or the the one that uh police uh, no police story like you can you talk about like police story rush hour but like legend of drunken master oh and who am i is also a good one but like legend of drunken master has some of the most like like the final fight scene is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Like in like this practical uh, type of uh, fighting while still using a particular style. And what was really cool too is like, it's it's just like, you know, how you want a martial arts film shot. Like there's none of these separate different cuts because you want to see all the action. And um, all of this is happening in real time with real uh, martial artists and actors and it, there's like the fight just keeps escalating and escalating like i won't spoil it like the whole se the sequence and where it's set but it's it's so good like if you like anthony's right if you like martial arts if you want like a like go back to watch some like real good old school action films legend of drunken master really is like some of the pinnacle yeah if you if you kind of know who jackie chan is or if you've seen some of his movies maybe just his american movies i highly suggest doing a deep dive and really seeing his old school Chinese movies because his Chinese movies are are just done in a different way than they do here in America. He usually, I think he, he has his own team. He has his own stunt team. He's known for doing either all or the majority of his stunts in his yep. movies. And usually at the end of his movies, they always show a lot of the stunts that he does and him getting hurt doing these crazy stunts. The blooper reel, but also yeah. like an injury reel. Right. So like, oh like, my God, he's like, like the Rush Hour movie. Exactly. Just like Rush Hour. But it's like, if so if you like Rush Hour, just like add times 10 to if you're watching one of his Chinese movies because it's just, they, they take their time to make sure that the fight scenes are done properly the way they want to do it. They don't, they don't want to have facet and do a oh we're gonna shoot this for two weeks and do this one quick fight scene no they they probably spend months shooting a fight scene in in the his in a chinese yeah, movie they set up for these yeah. big set pieces um and it, it it shows there's a lot of attention to detail there's fun character moments even in the fighting it's uh just things always find a way to escalate there's a lot of like almost like slapstick stuff that jackie chan likes to do a lot during the fights like he'll use a lot of the environment and props at, and like unconventional things as weapons the if anyone has ever seen it or if like a lot of people will actually have gone back and look at their first introduction to jackie chan was with rumble in the bronx so yeah because like, that was that was like a mixture i think that was still considered a, an american movie I thought it was I like think. I think it was like I thought it was kind of Chinese because I'm pretty sure it was, I, I, I don't had a remember. lot of Australian actors doing yeah. really bad American accents, yeah. but like <laughs> you didn't care because like the action's so good, right? 
yeah 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 man like that's an amazing pick like that's i didn't really think about that yeah and um, definitely added it so to your list yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a watch it's list. fantastic it uh, you know i like it when for my 30th birthday i i ordered a huge inflatable outdoor screen and just invited a bunch of people a bunch of friends and family to watch it at my house nice. because that movie's the movie's awesome yeah it's so good um what were some of your uh like the Oh, you want me to rattle off my yeah, list? yeah, rattle All off right. some of those. We'll, we'll do some lightning quick round, ones lightning here. Round. Yeah, lightning, lightning round. round. <laughs> you guys might need to cross them off if you have them on your list. So, I mean, I can't believe nobody said this, and I can't believe Xavier didn't say this. It might be on your list, but I'm going to say it. Break into Electric Boogaloo. No, <laughs> it's, like, it's the ultimate it. sequel. The <laughs> ultimate sequel. Not, you turbo. cannot say a part two without saying Electric Ooh, Boogaloo. Oh, it's Turbo. I mean, I mean, that's probably could technically be put in your bad sequels, but just by the name alone, it, it might have two. to be. All right, so Terminator Two. We mentioned it we earlier. Mentioned it. Mm-hmm. So probably good. one of the best sequels ever made. Yeah, fantastic movie. Aliens, both done by James Cameron, both back to back. Yeah, ridiculously good sequels to their really good original movies. Spider Man Two, that was on my short list. Spider Man Two from the Tobey Maguire. My back, Tobey Maguire days. (laughs) Watch out, he's a hero. No, be careful, he's a hero. It's just a really good movie. Just essentially, yeah, essentially. Oh, Andrew Tools Two is not on my list. Hmm? It should be though. Oh, it should. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spider Man Two is very good. Yep, go watch it. X Men Two, yeah, X, Zach mentioned X it. United. X Two, X Men United. Yeah. That opening Nightcrawler sequence, oh, still yeah. to this day, like yo, that's badass. Really badass. Mm-hmm. Really badass. Oh, so good. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Captain America: Winter Soldier. Ooh, that's also that's on my big, list. Yeah, I, I thought about that too. But probably you know one of my favorite or top five Marvel. That's movies. in top five MCU. Yeah. Dude, the the fight sequences were still like you know they're less shaky cam than some of the others, and it has a. The the Captain Knee. Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon. <laughs> Electric Knee. Ooh. Like he just did that whole this he hits him with a kick and then just runs up and for no reason hits him with a flying knee just into the Every into time the I, I see that scene, I just always think in my head, Yes! Like the Captain Falcon, yes. Like, <laughs> like it, it has to happen. Dude, we were in the theater all like, Oh like anytime you hit somebody with a knee, like you know, you're yes. already like elevated in tier. I love it. Keep going. Rush hour two. Oh yeah. Another yeah great jackie chan what are his good american made movies featuring my favorite michael jackson song uh, <laughs> don't stop till you get enough <laughs> you know uh, in a karaoke <laughs> again with yeah, again chris tucker like and jackie chan having amazing chemistry yeah. you know looking for ricky tan uh you also had uh rosalind sanchez uh beautiful beautiful and then uh that had uh that had zhang ji right or was, was no she's in part three i like snoopy yeah i, I love snoopy <laughs> yeah uh was she in part no 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 she was the girl from Crouch Tiger Hidden Hidden yeah. Dragon she was in part two right yeah yeah yeah, yeah so that was part two that was part two yeah yeah that's an amazing sequel that I would arguably say is better than part one even though you know they're trying to look it's part definitely one, funnier it's definitely they're funny. looking for the little Chinese girl in part one what little Chinese girl what little girl little Chinese girl <laughs> I don't know nothing but no little Chinese girl <laughs> oh, that's amazing um twenty million dollar. <laughs> i want 20 million in 10 that was part one but i'm you know like i'm just quoting uh, miles from miles lost, from lost. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah next don of the planet of the apes 
of the yes, newer movies. Yes, yeah. Which Matt is Reeves. a Matt Reeves movie. So like if you guys want a Matt Reeves, great. Matt Reeves deep dive before you watch the Batman, go mm-hmm. watch Cloverfield. That whole trilogy is. Yeah, but he didn't do the first one. Yeah, he, the even first though the first one's very good, he didn't yeah, he do did the, the second and third. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely so, an improvement over the first one, too. For he, sure. He did Cloverfield. He did Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. He did War of the Planet of the Apes. Cloverfield. Yeah. So he's he makes good movies. Yeah. He knows what's up. 22 Jump Street. 22 yes. Jump Street Hilarious. is amazing. Not not as good as the first one, but it's almost as good as the first one. It's it's still very funny. I, I feel like they're both about even. Yeah, Because I, I enjoyed both of them just yeah. as equally. I, my only one regret is that they kind of like, you know, blew their wad at the very end when they kept like... I mean, I think they kind of had to. I yeah. guess they, they had to get and, ahead of it just it made, to be like, we're made, never going to do this again. It made, it, that it made sequence, it even better. Yeah, it made that sequence fantastic. Yeah. Uh, 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 they went to space before the Fast and Furious movies did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that was freaking hilarious. Incredibles 2. Oh, that was, yeah, yep. that was a great follow-up. I still like the first one, but yes. it, was, it, was, yeah. it was still really great. No, I agree. Like that, you get, you, Recently, you got a lot of fun memes out of that one, out of Incredibles 2. And I liked the fact that at this time, it was like, oh, Elastigirl's doing, like, able to do her own thing. And, you know, um, the the dad's staying at home. And, uh, you know, the, the baby's basically, like, you know, just OP, super-powered. Like, pick a power, but just, you know, he's going all over the place. Um, Frozone still had his own thing holding on to. I don't know. It was still done really well. The art style is there. Michael Giacchino's score is still kicking. Mm-hmm. So, great, mm-hmm. excellent choice. I had that on my list, too. Shrek 2. Yep. That's a great one, too. Classic, classic. Yeah. Um, I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. Aw. Like, yeah. There are a lot of little things in Shrek 2 oh, I love. Like, Shrek is so good. Watching the, the Bronco chase. I was like, hey, I got that reference. Like, I understood that reference. Shrek 2 is so much oh, and, funnier and whole, than, it, than it should have been. Yeah. The whole cops reference. It's yeah. cops, but it's also the... Yeah, they're rounding up the fairy tale people. But also, the in part two, he's running on... He's uh, Shrek is running away on Donkey, who's a white Bronco yeah. at the time. So, they're doing an OJ thing. Oh, okay, no, th- yeah, that, that was no, that, that's an OJ catch. Simpson reference. Yeah. Uh, I know nothing about that whole case. The giant, <laughs> no, <laughs> nope. Oh. the giant Watch ginger. Watch show; it's really good. The giant gingerbread man was just like, "Be good." <laughs> uh, that was yeah, like fairy godmother's own thing, and Prince Charming just being a, a, a complete douche. Like, too, it's freaking hilarious. Um, that, yeah, Shrek Two is great. Yeah. Wait, quick, like total side note. Uh, Prince Charming is that Billy Zane? No, that no. is um, who is it? I don't know why I'm I, I I'm thinking Billy Zane. It sounds like Billy Zane, but you're, it's not. You're thinking of because we Titanic? mentioned Jim Cameron, so maybe Titanic or Zoolander. Yeah, I, I'm putting or I'm putting the Back face to the Future Two, which he hasn't seen to that voice and and one. Yeah, he's not there. Uh, <laughs> his name is. Actor. Um, <laughs> it's another well-known actor. Uh, that is Rupert Everett. Never mind that. I don't, I, I'm not familiar. Yeah, with my best friend's wedding. Yes, that's basically my best friend's wedding. Uh, but he's never watched that one. <laughs> Yeah, he he's a, was a, in a whole bunch of like rom coms, an and, old school rom com. Yeah, it's, he needs an old school rom com lesson. So yes, <laughs> Rupert Everett, perfect. Yeah, good choice, man. All right, um, we mentioned the sequel to Star Wars, so I will mention the sequel to Star Trek, Star Ooh. Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. Yeah, yep. Probably yeah. also considered one of the best Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. It's like to me at first when I think about it, I was like, it's not a really like it's not so that much of a star trek movie but it's almost like a like a, a nautical like navy thriller in space because mm-hmm. you have Khan, you know hijacking a ship and then you have kirk d- having this interplay of stuff and you know the whole bit with spock and uh 
just Ricardo Montalban with his prosthetic pecs, like <laughs> just. But the the music score of that movie like is almost like swashbuckling. Like it's it's totally different from the orig- from the original Star Trek the motion picture because that was more like hard sci fi. Mm-hmm. But Wrath of, Wrath of Khan was just like a hey, this is going to be some wild, fun, crazy blockbuster. And they swung for the fences yeah. on that one and really delivered, though. Still done really well. And by extension, Into Darkness, which is a loose retelling of that movie, is also yeah. just as... Like, it's also fantastic. Mm-hmm. A, a little bit... A lot, like, a lot darker than than the reboot that it's that it's the sequel of. Yeah, it, it went into the darkness. Yeah, in- <laughs> <laughs> the, into the, the into the darkness the ghosts and the darkness which is a different movie all right but yeah ace ventura 2 when nature calls when nature calls bambawea chuda <laughs> bumblebee tuna dude that, my favorite that part i know scene i don't dude <laughs> oh rhino scene is in, like, it's insane oh man but, but one of the funniest things i don't know i don't remember there's just like all like tied up or something and they're like you're going nowhere ventura it's like oh do you have anything to say he's just like and he's just like doing this whole like weird like baby talk but it's just to get the elephant to just wreck these guys like senseless or when he's driving the big jeep and then just like uh he just completely rolls in and just messes up the like and but lands perfectly in between cars that whole bit he just goes like a glove like that was the one of the times where it's just like it was so i remember not initially not liking the movie a lot because it was so over the top but then going back again like no this movie's still great for it being like insanely over the top like it was way zanier than the first one but it was it's still a whole lot of fun such great jim carrey moments like yes going back and looking back at at like some of his his movies yeah yeah absolutely right so i don't think any of us touched on any any horror movies but i'm gonna go with evil dead 2 yeah oh yeah dude i think that it's definitely better than the first one but that's really like Sam Raimi. Like if yeah. you're looking for a Sam Raimi movie, yeah, Evil for, Dead 2. For those of you who are like, who's Sam Raimi doing the next Doctor Strange movie? He did the first three Spider-Man movies and he's known for doing horror movies because his first movie that he did was Evil Dead. Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, Drag, drag Me to Hell. <laughs> really drag me can't to wait to see. Evil Dead is more, the first one is more of a horror movie, but some people may call it like horror comedy, but the first one's more horror. But the second one, I think is hilarious. It's definitely a horror comedy. It's it's way over the top. It's super ridiculous, but it's great. Yeah, dude. you're you're watching a horror movie, but you're laughing like you're you're <laughs> laughing like crazy because it's it's so ridiculous. The whole it's bit hilarious. in the house, and then just like all like the the busts of the like, animals just start laughing, laughing at him, with him and, and he's he laughing back at them, everything and, laughing at him, like and he laughs <laughs> back at it because he's just like, am I losing my mind? Oh. But this is just so it's it's hilarious, so over the top. But just to see like him bringing some horror aspects, um, reportedly to Doctor Strange. Yeah, no, be it's a perfect. Cool, yeah, cool it combo. makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm so I'm so exact. I'm so happy. Yeah, for seeing whatever is happening to whatever version of Doctor Strange that is when it looks like he's a zombie. <laughs> it's like that's yeah. that's he's just doing Evil Dead stuff right now. But, but yeah, if any of you are interested in that, Evil Dead Two is fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna do a twofer of the Stace, Jason Statham. <laughs> transporter transporter two. two. Oh my god one of the greatest this, greatest one and of these, worst sequels is this a so bad it's good sequel it is, or is it so, so bad. bad it's good that you have to watch it with a group of friends what, what, oh. this movie is so out of hand it's it it before like the fast and furious movies got crazy and out of hand and so wacky and zany 
that's what Transporter 2 is. <laughs> you watch Transporter 1, and it was a pretty cool, pretty cool action, sort of like spy movie. You know, action. Yeah, yeah. we're stopping human trafficking, but yeah, also, yeah. you know, I'm a transporter and I'm a badass. But yeah, I had cool fight scenes. It's pretty much the movie that got Jason Statham, you know, his stardom in, in action movies. And it was cool. It was a pretty cool movie. And then second one comes out and it's just like, let's just go balls to the wall. And Jason Statham dodges bullets by just moving left and right. It's not even like the Matrix. There's no slowdown. Some guy shoots at him from like across the hall and he goes left right he just jumps side to side like to, hop, to describe to describe that yes to what anthony is doing in his chair right now it's it looks like it's a shimmy like he the, sees the his left he sees foot it coming and then shimmy to the right foot and on screen like he's Neo. when jason Statham's doing it there's like he dodges to like that to his left side and a, the bullet hits like the floor to on his right and then it hits the floor to his left when he shimmies and like jukes to the other way it's like he's juking a football player but bullets <laughs> But, like, it's done, like, in real time, so it just looks so, like, weirdly awkward that you can't help but laugh. But and then, I think that, out, did that one also have the barrel roll? Yes. Yes, that has, a, I'm not, I'm just going to say it has Do a barrel, barrel roll. It just has a barrel <laughs> roll in a car, but I'm not going to say anything else because it is ridiculous. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So, Transporter 2, it's, it's like a, a half on this list of 22. Other one. It's, I already know what It's bad and it's good. And the other one, Crank 2. So if you think Transporter 2 is a ridiculous movie, times it by like 30 and you get Crank 2. Chelios! <laughs> Crank 1 is already a crazy movie. Do you guys know what we're talking about? Like, mentioned have you, have Crank? any of you seen Crank? Okay, no, we all no. got to watch that one day. It, it's <laughs> I don't insane. think they're ready for this. It's insane. You're guys, not, you're not ready for that jelly. Listening, Crank 2... If, watch, if you watch Crank Run, you're like, okay, this is like some irreverent action comedy, but like this is just out of hand. <laughs> I don't know if it's but, like I don't. Like, but then part it's irreverent because it just makes no damn sense. <laughs> and then part two is just like we're gonna take the same conceit and go even wilder. Like it's just like they just didn't the directors and the writers like these two guys like didn't care. They're just like we're like, just gonna go nuts. Like and I, yeah, both of these I wouldn't call them good movies, but they're they're so out of hand that they're they're hilarious so you're laughing at them and watching craziness and it's just a hell of a good time watching it with a group of people oh my god you especially crank to like there's stuff that i i'm never gonna say and spoils for anybody because i want to see them see it for the first time ever <laughs> because i was on actually the where is it we're at, at our friend bobby's house i think i was on the floor rolling like it's that they Ridiculous. didn't believe me when I mentioned the specific thing in this movie. And I happened. always thought he was and a liar. Me. I'm just like, okay, whatever. And they watch it. I think we have to pause it because they were laughing for like five <laughs> yeah, minutes. There's <laughs> no way it was. It was. It's. But it's real. Like it's dumb. Oh man, I, it's, you, you've got more, don't you? I have three more. So really quickly, Dead Man's Chest, Pirates of the Ooh, Caribbean sequel. Yes. Uh, I know. I was actually going to put. I know. That. Wow. I changed my mind. Some people don't like the sequels. They're on crack. I'm no, not sure why. I think all three of those movies Jones, are really cool. David Jones is awesome. The, yeah, and the like effects for that. Uh, the, the they're score. fantastic. Hans Zimmer, so good. The, yeah. yeah, Hans Zimmer took over the score from Klaus Bledelt from the first yeah. one. But, but I mean, he he also was he, like, helping out with him. the first one. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Klaus Bledelt was like one of his students, so it's kind of like Hans Zimmer adjacent. It's then Hans sound- Zimmer is like, all right, cool. You started off. Let me take over. And if you just- listen to uh, as good as the pirate soundtrack is, it sounds very similar to the Gladiator soundtrack. So you could tell that it it was very influenced by Hans Zimmer but yeah the uh, second movie is super fun I think I like the third one a little bit better than the second one but I think all three 
all three are are are, are awesome. They're they're really cool. Yeah, I, I love the music to this movie. The song "Wheel of Fortune." There was like a good period while I was in college that when I was at work, I would have a bunch of songs in my on my playlist, and the song "Wheel of Fortune" from this soundtrack would always come on multiple times throughout the day while I was at work, and so I just I had it on repeat. Uh, that song is fantastic. Yeah, I that was I remember that cliffhanger and like you know for people who haven't seen it like the 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 kind of like big ending zinger cliffhanger for dead man's chest mm -hmm. i remember that whole theater blowing up just just completely shocked by that turn of events of, of just having barbosa just like oh like you knew mm -hmm. stuff was going down and you're like i can't wait for the third one it's very similar to back to the future too that they were you know i think they did they shoot them back to back i know i don't I don't, I don't think, think they shot so. them back to back, but they shot them very close, close to each other. But part three was like one of the most expensive films ever made. Luckily, it recouped its money, but like it, it and then some. But it's it, it was very expensive to make just because of all the boat scenes and everything. There just there was a lot of that going on. Uh, excellent choice, man. I can't believe I forgot about the Pirates movies. And uh, two more Matrix Reloaded. Also, another trilogy that now quadrilogy. Also back but, to back, but I'm just gonna say trilogy of movies that people may not like the sequels because of how brawl. revolutionary and amazing the first movie is. Mm -hmm. But I think the second one has amazing action sequences, and again, another I like the music. So the, again, burly brawl, burly brawl, and the like ten minutes of the whole car chase action action sequence Doo -doo. is Doo -doo. fantastic. Doo -doo. So yeah, it's not as good as the first one. The story is not as good as the first one, but. If you want to see the characters from the first one and really cool action scenes, then watch the second one. But but yeah, Matrix Reloaded. And then last but definitely not least, uh, we're going to see this movie this weekend because they're re-releasing it in theaters for its 50th anniversary of The Godfather, arguably considered one of the greatest films ever made by lots of people. And apparently... Also, The Godfather 2, which the sequel is also considered one of the best movies of all time and probably considered one of the greatest sequels of all time. So, The Godfather 2, if nobody has seen The Godfather or Godfather 2, or even the third one, I know it's kind of the same thing where people don't think the third one is as good. But third one's very all divisive. These, all, That's all I'll say. I know, but I mean, <laughs> all these movies are expertly made. So, if any of you have not seen these movies, I highly suggest you watch these don't watch them on TV where they'll probably be edited because they're pretty long edited movies. For time. Yeah, they're they're rated R, so they'll be edited for time. If if you're able to this weekend, this weekend of what is it, the twenty February twenty sixth ish, they're showing the fiftieth anniversary four K restored edition in Dolby theaters, in Dolby. and then they're gonna re release the four K version. Yeah, that's so, um, definitely Godfather, Godfather 2. Is, it's, yeah, like you said, it's considered one of the best sequels of all time. Like, it, that was really like the, oh, okay. Like, you know, you can make, an, you know, continue something good and not make it be a stinker. And it's also not just a cash grab. Mm -hmm. So I good, don't want to say anything about the movies in case anybody hasn't seen them. Of course, yeah. No spoilers yeah. at all. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, those are my 22. So that's like a rap, rap, you fire. guys, now everybody else can do their rapid fires and we can. Yeah, I we mean, start. 
uh, I, I'll you know swing it back over to the Zach if you want to do like another one or two. If you want to throw in a clunker for a sequel, yeah, the sequels maybe that aren't that good, like a the sequel, clunker. yeah, to, to say the least. Man, a clunker! I, I can't think of any clunkers. I can. Uh, I, I <laughs> definitely like that. I have a list there's of tons of clunkers. Ones, so. I mean, because because like my mind is just on on good sequels right now. So like mm-hmm. th- trying to think of like bad sequels, uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head because my brain is trying to think of what I want to say you for the finish, good ones. Finish, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish the one. good ones that you have. Finish your list and then I'll yeah. yeah. take over. Yeah, on yeah just, just a couple <laughs> quick ones. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to get into details or not, but uh, now originally I did put. Pirates of the Caribbean 2, but mm-hmm. since you already mentioned Anthony, I'm, I'm going to choose a different one. Do it. Uh, so, or, you know, we'll replace that one. Uh, but the other one that I had written down uh, is The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best one out of three out of the three movies. I would agree. Yeah, of, of that trilogy, that is the best one. And it is much, or not much, but it is a little darker than the first one. It's a little bit more serious. It, it's not, it's not a little, it's not, um too goofy kind of like how the first one was i felt like and benedict cumberbatch's performance as smaug is great. fantastic and i don't know if anyone has ever seen the behind the scenes the ba- oh yeah of of him in the mocap suit mm-hmm. doing it like doing the performance it's it's crazy how it, i think he just has too much fun with it like i think yeah he actually I, I think enjoys all it was. That. yeah it, all it was was just him having fun with i mean of course like like taking it seriously but then had just having fun with it at the same time mm. but his performance was incredible and yeah. it was it was it felt sca- like it felt menacing it felt like it felt scary and not scary in like that kind of sense but but the like smaug had uh like he, he had this uh presence this, uh, yeah like 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 you you need to be scared of him yeah, like mm-hmm. it's this massive dragon, but having this like intelligible conversation, and you know, just you know, Bilbo just really in the thick of it. Just he just in the worst spot possible, but like it's still just like oh, like all right, like. But he's making you know, like I'm having a full on conversation. Like Bilbo found himself in the crazy situations there, and on top of like you said, it's it's more serious. You start seeing like what really the stakes were for the dwarves, yeah. uh, for Bilbo showing up as their thief and. You had Thorin just really throwing him into the fire. Like, that's this is your job now. You better, you don't come back without that damn Arkenstone. Like, and then you saw, like, you know, you're dealing with Bart. I love Bart the Bowman, by the way. Like, his yeah, character portrayal in the Luke movies Evans are really was, cool. Was really great. Uh, Stephen Colbert has a random cameo in that. Oh, movie. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's I, one I didn't of the people in the, in, the, in the village, like, in. It's like in the water, like he has like an eye patch yeah, on. He's and one of the guys that like gives like the signal. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's there for like maybe three to sell seconds, him out to the seconds. mayor. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know about that until maybe my my fifth time watching the film, but <laughs> it wasn't until after I watched a clip from his show where he talked about how he had a cameo, yeah. and then they show the the picture of him in that in that in that role. Yeah, he's, and he's then, a massive fan. Yeah, and when I watched the film, I, I made sure to watch out for that. And, I saw him, I was like, oh, wow, that, that actually is him. Yep. No, good choice, dude. Yeah, if you're going to pick anything from that trilogy, you pick the best one, like, out of the out of those three, for sure. And then the ending, too. Uh, I think my favorite part in the entire film is where, where Smaug comes out of the mountain, he shakes the gold off, and then he says, I am fire, I am death. Yep. And then complete silence, like, no music. And then the camera uh, goes to, to Bilbo, and he's like, what have, or what have we done? Yeah. And it just cuts to black, and then Ed Sheeran plays. <laughs> and Ed Sheeran. And Ed Sheeran. 
I think I think the best credit song in the entire Middle Earth series. I think. Ed Sheeran. That yeah, the I see fire. I feel like I feel like that's my favorite one. I don't know. I, I, I think it's my favorite. I well, to I, me, it's my favorite one. Okay, I mean, yeah, your personal favorite. I was thinking, like objectively, I was like Enya is gonna have to, you know, have to you have to fight Enya for that. May it be is may it be hurt. That and not the, that uh, song, no, not that one. <laughs> that and I like the ending again to, for Two Towers. The song at the end for Two Towers is really good because that really took the Gollum theme and really made it like more of this tragic, so, uh, this tragic and sad song for the character too. But yeah. um, the Ed Sheeran song, looking back now, like now you bring it up, is like yeah, it's catchy. Like, it's it really, is. It's really nice and catchy. The, the guitar, the, the the guitar part is really nice. Yes. Didn't yes, Billy definitely. Boyd sing? Yeah, he, I, I was going to mention okay. that too. And yeah. then for the Battle of the Five Armies, Billy Boyd, who played uh, uh, Pippin, uh, uh, wrote and recorded the song that you hear at the credits yep. uh, in the third film. Very good stuff. Good stuff, man. And, and, like and, and he, in the song, he mentions, uh, or he, he has like these callbacks. Um, I, there's this one line. He says something, um, uh, I, I bid you all a, a very fond farewell. Which I think Bilbo says it in the first film, the beginning in, of Fellowship. That's Fellowship, right, where he disappears. Like, I bid you all, I bid you all a very fond, very fond farewell. And he puts the ring on. Goodbye, and then they're just like, "Well, yeah. he disappeared. What a magic like, trick!" N- nice little callback there. Thought that was quite clever. Nice, and then, man. And then for my other film, I'm gonna go animated on this one. Nice, and mm-hmm. then go with How to Train Your Dragon oh, too. Nice, very good pick. Yup. Once he said animated, I was like, oh, oh, I knew yeah, it. Yeah, okay. when he said animated movies, in my head, I'm like, he's like, going to pick How to Train Your Dragon. I feel like these movies are underrated. Hell, underrated. They're really good. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're, they're fran- I think they are, it's the best, uh, to Dream, me, it's Dreamworks. the best series that DreamWorks animation has mm-hmm. ever done. Yeah. Like, Shrek is great. Despicable Me is, is like nice and heartwarming, but How to Train Your Dragon, that's where the real yeah. stuff's at. Like, okay, like Kung Fu Panda's great, but I think I like oh, the Fu serious, <laughs> the more serious tone mm-hmm. of How to Train Your Dragon more than yeah. the mostly comedy of Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Kung Fu Panda is number two. Shrek is like number three. And then I don't really care about the rest of the other DreamWorks <laughs> yeah. films. I think uh, the, 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 the Shrek. You didn't like the Croods? I, I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but it's not up there for me. Yeah. I, I'd have to watch it again and then maybe the second one too. So, so. I'll be honest. With you, you said Shrek as third. I was like, whoa, that's a young man take. However, <laughs> with that being said, Shrek after the second one really started getting this whole diminishing returns yeah. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? That's fair because the third one, Kung Fu Panda, is like not only it's these days it's memeable, but it's also it's like, consistent. It's, it's consistent. It's got good messaging. The voice acting is really good. Yeah, it had a show, but also How to Train Your Dragon had a show. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it was also very well done. And I think Jay Baruchel and a lot of the other people, uh, like I think uh, like America Ferrera and people were were yeah. still voicing in the show too, yeah. which I thought was really nice. nice. And but every, especially part two, like really just like step that up. And I remember having to go back because you know Anthony was recommending me like, hey, these movies are actually really good. And at first I was like, this looks kind of hokey and whatever. I don't know. It's you know something not well known. And I was once again glad to be wrong because yeah. um, if you're looking for something that's a little variety from like the standards, definitely give the How to Train Your Dragon series a look because you know it's earned from the initial stuff with the characters and then get to part two dude it's it's part two is really good and i loved how they how they build upon what they did with the first film and then the music just as fantastic if not maybe some like a little bit better because there there's this one piece that just breaks my heart every time i listen to it and it's stoic's ship which is after stoic 
spoilers, yes. Stoic <laughs> gets killed yep. and they have the whole Viking funeral and that piece that plays. Okay, I, I never thought that that you could combine an orchestra with bagpipes, but holy shit, it sounds amazing. <laughs> but you you can. Ask Hans Zimmer. <laughs> like oh, okay okay oh, okay like when you think of bag- when you were back then yeah back then yeah, like, like, like when you think of bagpipes you don't think of something that that blends well with like like a like a sad orchestral piece you think bagpipes as annoying kind of loud and <laughs> or it's honored but just it's only bagpipes and like drums but no they put yeah. a whole like accompanying score to like a bagpipe soloist yeah i know what you mean and it, it i think it's Good. The, i think it's the most beautiful piece that henry jackman has ever composed for the series yeah same guy who did Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. But yeah, those are those are my other two. Good job, Sam. man. Good job. And first class. All right, uh, Danny, you wanna you wanna oh, throw yeah, in first a, class? You wanna too. throw in a uh, something else there? Anything you, you just very quickly want to shout out? In terms really of like, quickly, uh, I'm gonna really quickly on the How to Train Your Dragon. There's gonna be a How to Train Your Dragon roller coaster at the new Universal theme park that they're building. The Epic Universe. The Epic Universe. A new. We're not. A new we're not shilling for them. Yeah, they're exciting. making a whole new theme park. And they're going to have like six zones, like sections. One of them is going to be the Nintendo World. And then they're going to have a whole DreamWorks area. And they'll have a How to Train Your Dragon roller coaster. Now, is that separate from Universal and Islands? It's a third park. It's another complete. It's a third park. In the same. Or fourth, because they consider. The Volcano volcano Bay. Bay. Like another part, another section is actually going to be like like, uh, Fantastic Beasts and stuff like that. So that's supposed to be part of it. And I think like even some of the Universal Monsters. Yeah, it's its whole thing. Mm -hmm. And is it connecting with the other two parks? Or is it like separate? No, it will. Like they they purchased a whole plot of land. They're building it now. And they're also building new highways that connect with Universal Way. And it will just be part yeah. of their whole ecosystem they're trying to be like disney so they're trying yeah. to yeah. have their own segment of of that area also. i guess they're, they're going to try to try to expand that city walk well it won't include. be it Maybe won't not. be i don't know if they're going to expand city walk because this is going to be it's not going to be connected like walking distance to oh, the other not. two parts oh, no, no you have oh, to drive over there it, but it's going to oh, be okay, okay. it's going to be in the area where volcano bay is but n- like next to volcano bay and it's going to be back. massive it's like, going to be a little massive. bit west of that oh okay anyway. i thought okay I, the way you mentioned i thought you were saying that it's yeah exactly on the same lot as no. like universal no, and not islands the, not the lot like, right but it will be other. in the same area in orlando yeah like like you said like driving distance more or less all right Sorry, right. so go ahead danny i'm gonna do rapid fire but i'll do, do for some bad sequels yes yeah uh, just so let's go since we're getting into uh a little bit into the podcast here so first one son of the mask oh my oh, god <laughs> no <laughs> i haven't seen it but Ooh. i've i've heard stories baby, so, right? i love the mask yeah <laughs> the little baby son of the mask. mask fun fun movie with jim carrey oh my god <laughs> that's two that's with jamie kennedy right uh son of the mask yes 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 oh god man i've seen i've seen parts and it scared me i've seen it Dude, too many times it's <laughs> i'm i'm mad that you had this you've been seen have seen it more than once that's how like i can't even speak <laughs> rationally because it's how bad that movie is like it's not even like entertainingly bad it's, it, it just it's brain cells hurt bad good call <laughs> that's perfect nice yep. uh the second one added we kind of <laughs> talked about it briefly um or just like that series briefly for fantastic beasts it's going to be crimes of grindelwald mm, i did okay. not like that one yeah yeah, um, yeah. i did like the first I, I one better agree. it yeah. was enjoyable 
kind of. I got, I got to rewatch it, but, it was but still pretty bad. at least the first time I saw I it. I didn't feel I, like I, I wasted my time with it, but then I was like, oh, wait, what? Yeah, like, so the ending kind of had this weird, like, taste at the end of my mouth. Like, oh, this is getting mm-hmm. a little hokey, but all right, sure, yeah. why not? Eddie Redmayne needs to do more stuff. Why not? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And then this last one, uh, I'm just putting it on because I would watch this a lot as a kid. I had it as a DVD and uh, it was a whatever movie. Agent Cody Banks, too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Frankie Muniz. Jinx. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Man. Uh, uh, don't look that up. Why not? <laughs> the, the, okay. Or maybe. I don't it, know. Is it better than the first one? No, it's not. No, it's not. No. I can first tell one was that better, but not. like, man, they're both bad. I mean, is Lizzie McGuire in the second one? Because she no, was in the first I don't one, think right? She was. she was in the first one, though, right? No, I I'm don't pretty think. pretty sure she was. Um, no, she, she was, was in both. Look it up. Look it up. Is she in both? She was in both. All right. The fact checker's up. While the fact checker's up. <laughs> look I'm, it up. I'm going to come up with a uh, a very divisive sequel. It depends on what you do or don't like out of the series. This is uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can kind of agree with that, yeah. <laughs> like, it, there are things I really like about Too Fast, Too Furious, and then there are things <laughs> no. that I despise. Lies about Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, she was not in the second one, ha! but she's in the first one. Obviously, yeah, she's okay. in, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hillary Duff <laughs> is in the first one. That's that's hands down easy. But yes, Too Fast, Too Furious. Like I love Ludacris's character. Ludo. Um, Tyrese is hilarious. Ejecto cito, cause. <laughs> um, but then you have um, rest in peace, Paul Walker, saying "cut." Like I. <laughs> man that is that's something that is something else guys like i just every time he's just he, i don't i don't understand that he had to do that every time he's near like tej and oh and roman like i don't understand it but like ava like ava mendez is really is cool in that you know for the stuff that she does and the 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 backwards like uh, the reverse. backwards driving, reverse yeah. driving—that's almost impossible because the gear doesn't let you go that fast, or or like, or was. It, but then you also had like the I'm gonna keep going fast, but not look at the road because I'm just that good. Tyrese is like, I taught him that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just there. There are a lot of fun little stuff. That. We hungry. Like there are things in that movie, <laughs> and then there's like just a whole bunch of BS shenanigans. That's like okay. That opening his, race. Yeah. And then, oh, have EMP guns. I was like, the dude, EMP if, that guns. Was, if that was on everything, like, where is that? Like, that hasn't shown back in the sequel, in the, in the series. And there's a they, lot of they BS really needed that they're that doing. In the sequels. They would have, they could have used that on John Cena. I'm just saying, <laughs> but no, they just threw him through walls and they still kept up. But like Ben Kingsley. Yep. Nice. Straight to the walls. Um, and then, uh, so going off of the, you know, div- very divisive one, uh, then you go with a good one that I like is uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, this is the movie that, fun fact, uh, had the Motion Picture Association have to create a PG-13 rating for. Because, you know, you have a movie where people are eating monkey brains mm-hmm. and, like, some dude's heart's getting ripped out of his chest and it's on fire yeah. and there's Kalima. a lot of... Yeah, Kalima Shakti Day. Like, that, that, that like, had... You know, Mola Ram as like a villain was so cool and it's just really creepy. That scared me when I was a kid. I should not have watched that. That when movie. I was, when I, was I mean, like some guy had a flaming skewer that he just got like in like Indy just threw at his chest and he's just like, ah, like just straight up murdered. Like Indiana I Jones just murdered that people. after watching the first one. Like, like, look at that. You look at that. You're like, holy crap. Like, yeah, like Spielberg pushed the limits there. Like. The club, but there's also fun like little cameos. But and but I love that movie because John Williams still found a way that he had the Raiders march, but still had like that great um, 
that great march with the from the kids that breaking free from the mines uh that that whole motif i forget the name of it um but it's like it, it just no one was really phoning that in like but you know willie scott as like was like this annoying damsel in distress but like she she added like that fun dynamic between indy and short round short round as a character is as iconic mm. Dr. Jones. um yeah you call him dr jones gal or doll or you know it's you know the whole bits like you had like the creepy stuff with the bats and you have like, there's so many visuals and fun things in temple of doom like felt like a nice like side quest like yeah it's yeah. like a little side quest it technically takes place before raiders of the lost ark but it's mm-hmm. like a sequel and uh so some will argue it's like oh it's a prequel sequel but i love it a lot it's really good and then lastly we've got um if we're, t- if we're talking about really like awful sequels only really known for one line is troll 2 <laughs> troll 2 <laughs> which funny enough like it's uh, that movie it's dumb because like the the town is is the, the town that the kids find themselves in it's the word goblin backwards there are no trolls in the movie it's like goblins or whatever but that has the most iconic like one of the most terrible lines delivered ever is that one kid where he's just like th- th- they're eating her and then they're gonna eat me <laughs> oh my god like it's so bad and there's a fly on his forehead like it's bad but uh that and oh man i just came up with another one there's a old like slasher film uh called silent night deadly night 2 (laughs) anthony knows what i'm talking about so if you're ever bored look up a clip on youtube called garbage Garbage day Day. (laughs) (laughs) look up garbage day that's all i have to say uh listeners this is a you know it's gonna be a longer one on the podcast today but if you get any nugget out of this watch garbage day on youtube just that's all i need and uh, lastly, Anthony, to close us out, got any? You don't uh, have any more? Any any more bad stuff? Do you no, I'm done. I, I'll stuff? end with garbage day, man. All right, so <laughs> I'm gonna do really bad. Grown ups too. We were talking about it earlier. This don't don't ever watch this. Grown ups too. I don't know what happened with this movie. The first one, pretty funny Adam Sandler movie with Adam Sandler and friends. I have no idea what happened with this second movie. <laughs> This is one of the worst no sequels ever made. Like we, we joke about like Too Fast, Too Furious, like random ass like B and B schlock films from like the eighties and nineties, but like this one was bad. This is this is a really, really steaming pile of garbage. Editing, writing, acting, all around. I don't know I don't know what happened with that movie, <laughs> but um Speed Two without Keanu mm. Reeves. It's on a boat. I mean it's on a boat. Like Sandra Bullock has made some clunkers, but it's, like you know, she was just kind of getting her career up. But Speed Two is objectively bad. <laughs> Whew, that's hella bad. Oh my god, keep going, man. Give me hit me um, more. Mortal Kombat Two, Annihilation. Oh my god, I cannot believe I forgot about this. Yeah, that movie. <laughs> you is guys don't know about this. God this, awful. I saw this in theaters and I was disappointed. Disappointed. Well, that's bet. that's all you were. Just disappointed. <laughs> no, because as a kid, you're just like, wow. Okay, what? Like. Oh, as a kid i knew that this was a bad one and then like <laughs> oh man okay yeah disappointment is being nice like i knew this was bad like the whole bit like the beginning like the opening sequence like shao khan looked like something out of a tv show like the budget just went to hell like and the first one made a lot of money but they were just like nah this is garbage and then we're just gonna throw every character that we know of from like the first three mortal kombat games and the kitchen sink in the movie uh and you have some of the worst delivered dialogue ever 
Another one, if I, I mentioned Garbage Day, but look up, uh, like I think it's just yeah. Look up Mortal Kombat Annihilation Mother. Like that, that whole that little. There's a clip of that, and it is one of the worst lines, uh, lines of dialogue I've he- ever heard delivered ever. <laughs> it's just god awful. Honorable mentions of pretty good sequels, at least for me. Mummy Returns. All right. Yeah. The Rock. Yeah, The Rock in there. Yeah, I think Scorpion one of his King. first movies, if not his first movie, even though he was CG in it. I mean, <laughs> Half CG. Yeah, in the beginning he was in it. but And I have to mention, I completely forgot about it earlier. Step up to the, the streets. streets. <laughs> you don't want <laughs> this to be the sequel puns, right? It's two dust, dust streets. Yeah, it's, it's technically a sequel. Street. Channing Tatum's not in it, but it's a continuation it doesn't matter. of stuff. Doesn't matter. Step up to the streets. The last dance sequence in the rain. Doesn't matter how bad the movie is. The dancing that movies that's is actually pretty, hell entertaining. Awesome. Yeah. Then there's a part where like the the main squad like has to prank this other squad. That <laughs> sequence is one of the funniest things I've seen ever. Just because of you know making somebody's house smell like broccoli, no funyuns, broccoli, and ball sweat. <laughs> that was a line in the movie. That is a verbatim in that movie. Uh, that's amazing. Any others? Last that one? is that's all I got. Oh, Zach, oh, Zach go. hit us before we go. He thought, us out. he thought about it. All right, so this is the last one. <laughs> so yes. this was a clunker, and it's something that we kind of alluded to earlier. So we talked about how uh, Pixar usually makes like, you know, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, mm-hmm. Toy Story, all great all sequels, right? <laughs> Finding Dory is a great sequel, too. Um, however, we, met, we mentioned how there was one really bad sequel. I set sequel. you up perfectly for this. Yep. I'm so happy. Perfect and way to end it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and right that one two? bad sequel is of course cars 2 this movie i how who like john lasseter like signed off on this well, how those are his movies they they i don't know I, I don't know if he wanted to make cars more exciting by having like some kind of spy need it. <laughs> like subplot like i don't know i mean yeah cool we got michael kane out of it but michael also Kain. michael kane but at the same time, it 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 just didn't make sense with what Cars is. There's a yeah. car that gets straight up murdered. Like there's a murder. <laughs> Spoilers. That happens. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> I actually have not seen any of the Cars movies. I've, uh, I've seen every Pixar movie except for the Cars. So movie. Cars one is endearing. It's entertaining. It's nice. Yeah. It's cute. Like it's fun. Um, Cars three is actually like a great turnabout pace. Like it's actually legitimately yeah, it, a good. It was film. a great improvement over. Number I mean, two. but well, that's not saying much when two is that two. bad. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so I should watch it then. Cartoon. Yeah. You, I think you should. Just <laughs> so you plus, can understand just, wow, this is. This it's, is and it's really the only bad film Pixar has ever made. I mean, you have some that aren't aren't great. Like they're not um, memorable. Like maybe The Good Dinosaur or uh, there's there another do one. Don't do it. Don't do what? Whatever you're going to say. Man. <laughs> no, I, I think I think The Good Dinosaur is the only one that's really kind of like it's good. But it doesn't stand out. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I agree. But Cars 2 is objectively the worst Pixar film. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then far. maybe maybe Monsters University is kind of there on the same no, boat where it's good. It's, it's But it doesn't stand out like yeah. the, the original. But Cars 2 is objectively the worst. Yes. Thank you for bringing that <laughs> yes. up. Because um, not to, you know, kind of put a, a sour note on it. Because, yeah, Cars 2 is very bad. It's just, oof. I don't even know what, what was going on there. But it was made. It's a movie. It happened. Um, and if, again, if you want to wipe the t- you know nice taste out of that, I mentioned it. I think a couple episodes back, 
Uh, just to close it out really quick is Blade 2, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Mm. Has some more of Wesley Snipes' great action, uh, but also like the story's improved on it a bit. Again, uh, he knows how to film a lot of stuff. Now an Academy Award-winning director. Um, Wesley Snipes doing a lot of his own stunts, still being a badass. Um, Luke Goss, I think, is like the villain. Also does a lot of his own stunts. And, um, you know, it's great because then it's an excuse for everybody to go back and watch the first Blade because now you can see how the sequel improves and changes things up. Uh, but with that being said, guys... There was one that I think I skipped. Sorry Ooh. about that. <laughs> oh, okay. It was on my list. Mm-hmm. And I like it. It's actually, actually Before circles, the buzzard. Yeah, it circles back around to the very first one that Zach did. Talking about Hot Fuzz, Bad Boys 2. I didn't mention it, right? No, you did not. You, you ain't well, never you, seen you Bad Boys said, 2. Oh, that was... Yeah, you mentioned it somehow. You mentioned but, it, but you, like you just... I just, I just yeah, said yeah, the name yeah, of yeah, it? Okay, yeah. I don't even remember saying the name of it. Yeah, okay, Bad, Bad Boys yeah, 2. Yeah, you said Bad Boys 2, but then nothing else. Okay, Bad Boys 2. <laughs> yeah, Bad Boys 2 is... I think it's better than the first one. I agree. So Bad Boys 2. Yeah. Dude, the whole last act is amazing. Like, that's where, like, Michael Bay is just like, look what I can shoot. Like, again, we people knock on his stuff, but then when you see him able to do, like, and frame these action sequences and just make a spectacle, the man the man knows what he's doing there. You have to give him credit for that, at least. And mm-hmm. um, you have, you know, Hot Fuzz wouldn't exist without Bad Boys 2. So you have to bring that up because that whole pan shot, the shit just getting real, and... Uh, the whole like the the panning shootout sequence and like by the with against the Haitian guys, mm-hmm. uh, the car chase with Gabriel Union, everything that uh, Peter Stormare being ridiculous. Like, or is that part one? No, that's he, part two. That's part two. Mm-hmm. Yes, Peter Stormare being ridiculous. Like, that's th- that movie's great. Like, it's it, it's fun. It's also really long. Surprisingly, it's like two and a half hours long, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like that was. I think that was the beginning. Where that's also the iconic. Um, part where um marcus's um daughter's going on a date and they just martin punk, lawrence uh, martin yeah lawrence's martin lawrence's character, right? character okay. yeah where they just they just punk this kid so bad that scene is amazing <laughs> that scene is so good he's like yo you've seen this gun before like dude like will smith like they, you can tell half that's improv because i don't know how this kid is keeping the straightest <laughs> Straight face, face. <laughs> because i would be dying of laughter so hard it was incredible, man. Good pick. That that's how we end it. Blade Two is great, but Bad Boys Two trumps that easy. Uh, with that, everybody, no, it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for tuning into our special two twenty two twenty two podcast. We gave you a lot in terms of recommendations to go see if you've seen these already. Great for you, but definitely uh, expand some of that knowledge. Uh, don't shy away from sequels. You know, take a chance. They're usually done really well. And uh, once again, thank you for listening, everybody. You guys have a good one. Bye, guys. Later. I see you guys.